The Mathematicians by Arthur Feldman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by P.J. Vanderhoy. The Mathematicians by Arthur Feldman. They were in the garden. Now, Zoe, said Xenia Hawkins to her nine-year-old daughter, quit fluttering around, and Papa will tell you a story. Zoe settled down in the hammock. A true story, Papa? It all happened exactly like I'm going to tell you, said Drake Hawkins, pinching Zoe's rosy cheek. Now, 2,011 years ago, in 1985, figuring by the earthly calendar of that time, a tribe of beings from the dog star Sirius invaded the Earth. And what did these beings look like, Father? Like humans in many, many respects. They each had two arms, two legs, and all the other organs that humans are endowed with. Wasn't there any difference at all between the star beings and the humans, Papa? There was. The newcomers, each and all, had a pair of wings covered with green feathers growing from their shoulders, and long purple tails. How many of these beings were their father? Exactly three million and forty-one male adults and three female adults. These creatures first appeared on Earth on the island of Sardinia. In five weeks' time, they were the masters of the entire globe. Didn't the Earthlings fight back, Papa? The humans warred against the invaders using bullets, ordinary bombs, super-atom bombs, and gases. What were those things like, Father? Oh, they've passed out of existence long ago. Ammunition, they were called. The humans fought each other with such things. And not with ideas like we do now, father. No, with guns, just like I told you. But the invaders were immune to the ammunition. What does immune mean? Proof against harm. Then the humans tried germs and bacteria against the star beings. What were those things? Tiny, tiny bugs that the humans tried to inject into the bodies of the invaders to make them sicken and die. But the bugs had no effect at all on the star beings. Go on, Papa. These beings that overran all Earth. Go on from there. You must know, these newcomers were vastly more intelligent than the Earthlings. In fact, the invaders were the greatest mathematicians in the system. What's the system? And what does mathematician mean? The Milky Way. A mathematician is one who is good at figuring, weighing, measuring, clever with numbers. Then, father, the invaders killed off all the earthlings? Not at all. They killed many, but many others were enslaved. Just as the humans had used horses and cattle, the newcomers so used the humans. They made workers out of some, others they slaughtered for food. Papa, what sort of language did these star beings talk? A very simple language, but the humans were never able to master it. So the invaders, being so much smarter, mastered all the languages of the globe. What did the earthlings call the invaders, father? Anvils. Half angels, half devils. Then, Papa, everything was peaceful on earth after the anvils enslaved the humans? For a little while. Then, some of the most daring humans, led by a man named Noal, 
escaped into the interior of Greenland. This know-all was a psychiatrist, the foremost on Earth. What's a psychiatrist? A dealer in ideas. Then he was very rich? He'd been the richest human on Earth. After some profound thought, Noal figured a way to rid the Earth of the anvils. How, Papa? He perfected a method, called the Noal Hughes-Linsky technique, of imbuing these anvils with human emotions. What does imbuing mean? He filled them full of, and made them aware of. Xenia interrupted. Aren't you talking a bit above the child's understanding, Drake? No, Mama, said Zoe. I understand what Papa explained. Now don't interrupt. So, Noal, continued Drake, filled the anvils with human feelings such as love, hate, ambition, jealousy, malice, envy, despair, hope, fear, shame, and so on. Very soon, the anvils were acting like humans, and in ten days, terrible civil wars wiped out the anvils' population by two-thirds. Then, Papa, the anvils finally killed off each other? Almost, until among them, a being named Zalabar, full of saintliness and persuasion, preached the brotherhood of all anvils. The invaders, quickly converted, quit their quarrels, and the earthlings were even more enslaved. Oh, Papa, weren't Noal and his followers in Greenland awfully sad the way things had turned out? For a while, the Noal came up with a final payoff. Is that slang, Papa? Payoff? Yes, the coup de grace, the ace in the hole that he'd saved if all else failed. I understand, Papa. The idea that would out-trump anything the other side had to offer. What was it, Father? What did they have? Noal imbued the anvils with nostalgia. What is nostalgia? Homesickness. Oh, Papa, wasn't Noal smart? That meant the anvils were all filled with the desire to fly back to the star from where they had started. Exactly. So one day, all the anvils, an immense army, flapped their great green wings assembled in the black hills of North America, and, at a given signal, they all rose up from earth and all the humans chanted, Glory! Glory! The day of our deliverance! So then, Father, all the anvils flew away from earth? Not all. There were two child anvils, one male and one female, aged two years, who had been born on earth, and they started off with all the other anvils and flew up into the sky. But when they reached the upper limits of the stratosphere, they hesitated, turned tail, and fluttered back to earth where they had been born. Their names were Zizo and Ziza. And what happened to Zizo and Ziza, Papa? Well, like all the anvils, they were great mathematicians. So they multiplied. Oh, Papa, laughed Zoe, flapping her wings excitedly. That was a very nice story. End of The Mathematicians by Arthur Feldman Recording by P.J. Vanderkoy, Hamilton, Ontario